0: OK, folks, so here's the show. Heroes and howlers, and the rest is history. My name's Mikey Robbins. I'm a bit of a history nerd, but my mate, Paul Wilson... Hi, everybody. Paul's a proper historian, all the way from Oxford. Thank you, Mikey.
1: OK, it's about those weird bits of history, the bizarre twists of fate, yes. the cock-ups actually make <laughs> the stuff-ups that have made the world what it is today. Hello folks, just a quick one before we get started, and a bit of feedback on all the social media stuff around the show, it seems you're all enjoying it, which is very kind. Particularly Twitter, having a lot of fun on the Twitter. And don't forget your know, Twitter, Facebook, that's where we post things like maps yep. and pictures in, in a run-up to each episode, just in case you, know, you want a sneak peek.
0: Or like me, if you still don't know your Azerbaijan from your elbow. <laughs>
1: yeah, so drop us a line anytime you like, at the, the rest, rest is, is hist.
0: So mate, I thought today we'd go to 1492. Okay. Uh, A massive cocker. (laughs) Yeah, right, Okay. Ah, 1492. Columbus sails the Asian blue. Christopher Columbus, yeah, excellent. Columbus's maiden voyage. A maiden voyage, lest we forget, that was supposed to be going to discover the East Indies or at least discover a new route to the East Indies, but ended up with him getting his pantaloons wet on a sandy beach in a very different part of the world. And the, but of course, you've got to remember it's not really
1: his maiden voyage, no. is it? Because, yeah, he was a sea captain from Genoa, not but, from Spain. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, but this is well, the one we'll about later. Fight us. Yeah. Okay, first off, okay. I want to dispel one myth. Right. People say, well, everyone thought the world was flat. By the time Columbus set sail, virtually no one thinks the world is flat. Right.
1: And they think it's Columbus, round. Right?
0: Yeah, well, no, actually, here's the weird thing. Now, Columbus didn't think the world was round. In fact... No, um, he's a flat earther. No, it's even no. weirder than that, mate. Okay. The best way I can describe this, I'm going, to, I'm going to read from his own writings. I found it, the world, was not round, mm. but pear-shaped. Mm-hmm. Round where there is a nipple. For nipple? There, Yes, exactly, For there <laughs> okay. it is taller. Or as if one had a round ball on one side it should be like a woman's breast. Mm-hmm. And this nipple part is the highest and closest to heaven. The nipples so, are closest yeah, to heaven, is, OK. As a mate, he, he wasn't a flat earther, he was a tit earther. So and that's actually from his captain's log? That's from his, <laughs> his third voyage. A log from his third voyage. So he's already been over there three times and he still reckons it's shaped like a boob. All right, OK. And, 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 and while we're myth-busting, mate... Yeah, I was going to say, if, we, if, if we're going to do some myth-busting, mm-hmm. let's make
1: sure we cover all our bases because, of course... <laughs> they talk about the discovery of America. America's been discovered yeah for hundreds and thousands of years. you have got millions of, Native, of people, Americans. Native Americans, Aztecs, Incas living in both North and South America, yeah, already. Even from the yeah, even from the European point of view. You've got or well, at least there's a good chance you've got St. Brendan and all those Irish monks back in the medieval times and we're also pretty sure, you know, you got the Norsemen, yeah, you, know, you got Leif, you well, know. Leif Erikson. Exactly, yeah. son of Eric. Yeah. Son of Eric. Eric the Red. Columbus knew about these people as well. He knew about these voyages. It's really important to say he is not
0: sailing into the unknown. Yeah. And that's the that thing, too. Remember, Columbus never set out to discover the new world, right. not alone the Americas. Yeah, exactly. In fact, he was actually pissed off that he came across the exactly, new world. Exactly, yeah. Because so he, it all gets back to you, your favourite topic, the Silk Roads. Right, the Silk Roads are bringing in all the good stuff from
1: Asia, yeah, from, from China and the East Indies. Yeah, you've got Silk Roads, you've got the spice routes as well, mm. you've got all the treasure, if yeah. you like. And of course, the Ottomans and the, the people on the Western side of Asia are slapping massive big taxes. On all these products coming through to sell them into the European market. It's right? how the Ottomans got
0: rich. How the Venetians got rich. Yeah,
1: exactly. The people in Europe, particularly Western Europe, because they're the the end of the line, if you like. They're, yeah. So they're paying the most taxes. They're thinking: is there a way of you know bisecting or bypassing all these taxes, all these trade routes? Maybe we can go down past Africa and try and get to India that way, for example.
0: And, and the people actually get the uh, jump on the gun of the Portuguese. That's right, yeah. So the Portuguese,
1: led by you know, a really great explorer, Henry the Navigator. He Vasco da Gama. Yeah, it's like you've got Vasco da Gama and then, of course, Bartholomew Diaz. 1488, he goes round the Cape of Storms, which he we quickly renamed Cape of Good Hope to try and get
0: a few more people along. Because let's not forget, folks, you've got to go round the bottom because there was no Suez Canal, That's obviously. right.
1: And it, uh, well, even if there had been a Suez Canal, actually, Mikey, it wouldn't have mattered because the Ottomans were have control that too. So, exactly. you know, it, they had to go around the bottom. So they've gone round the Cape of Storms. They've called it the Cape of Good Hope. But the thing is, of course, even when they do land in India... Mm. The rest of you will say, "Well, hang on. So what? The Ottomans' monopoly is broken, but now
0: it's just a Portuguese monopoly." Yeah. Strangely <laughs> enough, in Spain, you got King Alfonso, who's is not really that interesting, but he dies. That's right. And the and new king, the new queen, Ferdinand
1: and Isabella. Yeah, the, the Catholic King,
0: right? Isabella, whose name we all know from history.
1: That's right. So, as you can imagine, mate, yes. Yeah, they're Spanish, right? So they're really peed off that Portugal's getting the jump on them, yeah? Because Portugal's supposed to be their little crappy little brother, right? I'm
0: about to say, it's like when your younger sibling gets a better job than you. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So they are determined now. They're going to try and beat the Portuguese. How can they do that? So enter Christopher Columbus, yeah? So he says, I have
0: a big idea, yeah? Which is basically just sail west.
1: Right, because he knows, you know, whether it's pear-shaped or apple-shaped, the world is definitely round, yeah. So if you fa- sail west long enough, eventually it'll bring you round to the east, and eventually you'll end up either in China or Japan, in the, or, the, Japan or the East Indies, the east those Indies. islands off there. Yeah. So go west,
0: young man. Okay, folks, we're talking 1492, the epic voyage out of the port of Palos in southern Spain. Yep, Columbus is heading off. Quite frankly, this is a voyage that I reckon is being motivated by greed, arrogance and some very bad mathematics, but we'll get to that in a second.
1: Yeah, exactly. The maths are important. So, yeah, that's where we are. August the 3rd, 1492. And as we said, very, very clear from Columbus's logs and all his tales that he was not looking for a new world he didn't even know there was a fourth continent. He wasn't looking for that. He was looking for a passage to the East Indies.
0: Because he's going off, and I know I'm just tre- in your territory here, mate. Yeah. He's going off Ptolemy's old map.
1: That's right, yeah. So the, all the ancient maps you know, from Ptolemy's Geographia onwards, they all specify that there are just basically three continents, You know, Europe, Asia, and Africa.
0: Now, bear with me, folks, before we go any further. I did fail maths at high school, but if I can understand this, you can. Yeah. This is Columbus's first major stuff-up. That's right. Now, you're pretty familiar with the work of Alpha Gainus, the 9th century Persian astronomer.
1: Alpha hani, yes, yeah, the brilliant Persian scholar known in the West as Alpha Gainus.
0: So, here's the problem. Columbus is sort of going off his measurements, but the thing is, Alpha Gainus, for him, a degree of one degree of latitude is 56.67 nautical miles. All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, yeah go on. Okay. But the European instruments, the ones Columbus and all his crew are using, have the standard nautical mile for one degree of latitude at fifty-nine point five nautical miles.
1: Yes, well that would make sense because the Europeans, yeah, all their calibrations are based on the ancient Greeks. I think it was Aristothenes, I think. It was probably yes. the first one. Um, yeah, and all those calculations, all their calibrations, so they're set up. You're saying they're set up completely differently to the Persian.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which but then it gets worse because uh, Alpha Gainis's, his measurement of a mile yeah. was 7091 feet. So so right, Columbus is using Alfrgonus's raw numbers, you know, raw instructions. Yeah, sail a hundred miles this way or go a hundred miles that way. Right. But but Instead of using Alphaganus' measurement of what a mile is, yeah. he's going off the standard Roman mile, <laughs> right. which is 4,856 feet. You're kidding. That would send him miles off. Hundreds of miles off, mate. Thousands.
1: Uh, so that's why when he, when he sets off, he thinks the whole voyage will only take 30 or 40 days. Yeah, and
0: why on October the 12th, when he does spy land, he truly believes he has reached the coast of China. <laughs> Not some sun drenched beach in the Caribbean. Yeah. Right,
1: got it. And, of course, it is interesting you mentioned uh, the Persians there, Mikey, because yeah. you've got to remember that all this knowledge was basically lost in the West, yeah, the Dark Ages. What do we call the Dark Ages, um, yeah. And it was the Arab versions, yeah, the copies of the originals of Ptolemy's maps and these kind of things that kept it all alive. Just to jump back a bit here, Mikey, can we not also say there are many ways Columbus only had himself to blame?
0: What, because of his bad maths? No, well,
1: what I'm thinking is... Not only was he getting his measurements wrong, he was completely ignoring another set of key findings that had surfaced in the hundred years leading up to his maiden voyage. You see, by the time Columbus sets off in 1492, there were maps around showing the Atlantic Ocean wasn't just CCC, but rather there were bits of land of some sort out there. Oh, this is that map you were telling me about before by your mate uh, Pizzi... Pizzi. Ghana, exactly. Because basically, those Portuguese talk, we were talking about, Diaz and yeah. these kind of guys, as they were going down Africa, down the West Coast, quite often they get blown sideways a little bit into the Atlantic. And they as had, you do. by this stage, yeah, they'd found the Canaries, they'd found the Cape Verde Islands, they, they found the Azores. Yeah, so the Portland charts, which are sort of like the Navy's equivalent of maps, yeah. these captains had started marking a few of these islands they didn't really know where, exactly where they were there were quite a lot of phantom islands which didn't really exist so yeah. it wasn't yeah, it wasn't cl- very clear cut in fact mikey didn't you say that in some of the ships logs they think <laughs> they might even have seen mermaids um, well
0: actually, actually when they say mermaids what they actually were talking about manatees or as we in australia would say dugongs which shows just how lonely it gets on a ship if you want to have a crack at a dugong you've been around men for way too long <laughs> Okay, folks. Today we're talking about Christopher Columbus and his maiden voyage of 1492, and just whether he did in fact set out to discover America or if it was just one big cockup. Right. So Columbus, with his
1: captain's logs, yeah. You know, we talk about mermaids. We talk about these phantom Isles, and actually one of them is in his log, isn't it? Is that he talks about the Seven Cities um, yeah. Island, which is we don't know exactly
0: where it, it is. But it looks be. very, very similar to what is now modern-day Puerto Rico. That's the other thing, too, mate. Yeah, when they talk about him discovering America, he never actually set foot on the freaking mainland. That's right. Yeah, he not only was he not
1: looking for a fourth continent, he never landed. On the fourth continent. Yeah, mind Well, saying, sorry, not on his first voyage.
0: Yeah, but he did end up somewhere pretty nice. From what we can figure out, he probably set foot on the Bahamas. The Bahamas, that's right. Don't get me wrong, it's a great place to land.
1: You can have your Bahama Mamo on Grand Bahama Beach. I don't blame him. For, for that.
0: those for those of you who've never had a Bahama mama may I highly recommend it. It's basically a tequila sunrise made with rum instead of tequila. Ah, okay. Won't well. let you down. <laughs> so, so, all right. So, 1492, okay. Columbus, yes. he set sail, his head west. It's his maiden
1: voyage for the Spanish crown, for Ferdinand and Isabella. He's got, I think there was three enormous caravels, fully rigged ships setting sail. He wasn't going to North America. He wasn't, certainly wasn't going to the USA, of course, because it wasn't even invented in those days. Right. Rather, as we were saying before, his whole mission centred on reaching China. And as far as he was concerned, that was where he went.
0: That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, we talk about the great discoverer, till his dying day, yeah. he still maintained that he'd turned up somewhere off the coast of China. That's right. Because it was worth money for him to keep that myth going.
1: Well, he had to, yeah, because if he came back and said to Ferdinand and Isabella, oh, sorry... I have, couldn't find China, couldn't find the East Indies, but I found this new place. You know, they're, they're probably saying, give us your money back. Yeah, you know, it's like, all they wanted to know was how to get to the East Indies.
0: And let's not forget, by the time we get to his third voyage, he actually has set foot on the yeah. mainland. I look,
1: it's, you know, we've got to give him credit for that. Yeah, he was the first European to set foot on mainland South America, Venezuela in 1498. Yeah, I think, as you say, on his third voyage. Um, and of course, you know, he founded... Hispaniola and Cuba and
0: these kind of things. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing I've got to ask you. Yeah. Then why isn't it called Colombia? Why is it called America, uh, mm. not Colombia? Well, obviously, yeah. Some of it still is called Colombia.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, well, it's called Colombia. Yeah. And, That's and where that... the
0: cocaine came from in the 80s.
1: <laughs> and it, when they say he landed in what's now Venezuela, at the time. That actually, Venezuela was part of Colombia in the old days. And so that whole area was was called Colombia. Yeah, right. What's now Colombia in Venezuela. But, of course, Columbus wasn't the only captain out there sailing the seven seas. And critical to our story is another famous explorer this time, Amerigo Vespucci. That's a cool name. Yeah. He was looking for the fourth continent. And he did, he set out, he comes after coast of Columbus, not too much later. 1499, he lands in Guyana, which is the sort of north east tip of South America. And he is looking for a fourth continent because he by this stage yeah. he's been reading accounts from people like admiral Zhang, and um, zhang hey you know the ming dynasty grand yeah. fleets chinese um, captain the, 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 so he has
0: amazing chinese voyages that often get overlooked in modern history
1: yeah those enormous junks about yeah. the size of you know the titanic which of course had in fact already landed in the americas many times except on the western seaboard so he knows this amerigo vespucci guy he does know that there's a fourth continent, or at least he's pretty sure his calculations are going to find a fourth continent. And so when he lands there, yeah. he's the one who's truly discovering America. And the rest is it's history. history.
0: Okay, folks, we're talking today about the cock-up that was Columbus's maiden voyage of 1492 and how when it comes to the discovering of America and the naming of America, we need to be paying tribute to this other great explorer, Amerigo. Amerigo Vespucci, correct. But all is not lost, is it, Paulie? (laughs) Because your man, Amerigo... I know I'm once again in your territory here. He ends up on one of the most famous maps of all time. That's right,
1: yes. So 1507... Probably my favourite map, Mikey, of all time. The Waldseemuller map, um, which currently yeah. is, lies in the Library of Congress in It's Washington. amazing you're married. <laughs> so the Waldseemuller map, it's a beautiful map to, just to look at. Um, and it's also groundbreaking because it's the first time ever in history the word America
0: is used on a map. Yeah? Um, actually, before we go any further, I've got to point out that Paul, in his man cave, actually has a copy of this map. Well, yeah. most people have a picture of a car. <laughs> no, you've got the Vosimala map up yeah. on the wall, mate.
1: And in the top left-hand corner, as you'll see if you come to my house, you've got Ptolemy, yeah, you know, the great Greek. ancient Greek geographer. And then in the top right-hand corner, rather than Columbus, you've got my pal Amerigo Vespucci. Well, then how come it's called America? Well, uh, yeah, it's Latin, Mikey, say, so, yeah, you've got you got to use the female, you know, Asia, Africa, Europa. So it had to be America rather than Mary Go. But the interesting thing, of course, is that, you know, a lot of textbooks, up until very, very recently, you know, they were still teaching kids that it was Columbus who found.
0: Now, um, you, you've got a theory on this. You reckon it's got something to do with the founding fathers, which we've talked about before, well, that's and the American it. Revolution.
1: Yeah, you remember that episode? And obviously, Declaration of Independence it's very important for, for these guys now. They've just kicked the British out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they've just said, we have nothing to do with you anymore. So they can't really then start saying, oh, but by the way, all our history is about you. So they start looking for an alternative narrative. And so suddenly the Pilgrim Fathers you know, get downplayed a bit. Yep. Um, as, they, as does Henry Cabot. Yeah, exactly. Cabot gets washed out of history. Yeah. You know, John Cabot. He, John Cabot, sorry. Yeah, so, so he, he's the guy who sailed to North America for the English under Henry VII. But he just gets forgotten. And all the textbooks suddenly say, Oh, Columbus, he found America. Yeah. And because they, they'd rather identify with the Europeans than they would with the nasty old British.
0: They'd rather identify with Columbus, who we know was basically nothing more than a merchant. Yeah. He was crap at maths. <laughs> he crap. <at> maths. <laughs> and he, he only ended up in the Bahamas by one of the biggest bloody mistakes in history.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, I think that's what we've got to say here. If, if we're looking at flute cock up, hand of God, yeah. you know, Columbus has got to be the cock up, hasn't it?
0: You know, it's, basically it's the cock up that changed the world. And also, too, there's another interesting fact about Columbus that I, I know you you've been dying to tell me. So, so, I, I'm yeah, I'm to hear this, mate. Columbus, yes,
1: wasn't really called Columbus. Oh, what was his real name? Well, his real name, if, if in Spanish yeah. or Italian, would be Christophe Colong. I
0: prefer to pronounce it colon.
1: But people call him colon. So there you go,
0: America. You were discovered by a colon.
1: <laughs> all right. Okay, well, uh, folks. So that's the end of this show. So obviously, if you've got any questions on Mr. Colon, Mr. Colon. Uh, Mr. Co- uh, Columbus, or you know, any, any morsels about the, the new world that we've missed, drop us a line on all your social media using the handle
0: at, and the rest is hissed. And the rest is hist. And you can find all that stuff in the show notes.
1: Okay, and if you like the podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe and comment, you know, whichever platforms you usually use to listen to your podcasts. And what are we talking about on the next one, mate? Well, Mikey, what do you know about Alexander the Great? That the movie was about an hour too long. (laughs) All right, I'll hold that thought because you might just need it.